Hello, this is Pastor Becca Bateman of Doylestown Presbyterian Church. As our podcast audience continues to grow, I want to thank our loyal listeners and welcome those who may have just recently found us. We know that life can quickly become so busy, so this podcast offers an on-the-go opportunity to hear Sunday's sermon, along with a scripture lesson from that day's lay leader or preacher. We also encourage you to visit our website at dtownpc.org to learn more about our church and all the diverse ministries. Thank you for tuning in. Our lesson this morning comes from 1 John, the fourth chapter. If you're familiar, we often call those 1st, 2nd, 3rd John, the epistles or letters, but, but actually they're more like sermons that were circulated around. Our dear Methodists know that John Wesley said, as he read this, this is the real deal. Actually, he didn't say it that way, but that was his intent about the genuineness of Christianity. So follow along as I read for you. Beloved, let us love one another because love is from God. Everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, for God is love. God's love was revealed among us in this way. God sent his only Son into the world so that we might live through him. And this is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us. And he sent his son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Beloved, since God loved us so much, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God lives in us and his love is perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in him and he in us, because he has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and do testify that the Father has sent his Son as the Savior of the world. God abides in those who confess that Jesus is the Son of God, and they abide in God. So we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love, and those who abide in love abide in God, and God abides in them. And this is the word of the Lord. Pray with me. Gracious God, as we gather again in this sanctuary, we pray that you will quiet in us every voice but your own. Amen. One of the wonderful discoveries I found on my way home from Doylestown to Yardley is a marvelous off-the-road farm vegetable stand. I stopped there last week, and apparently my dress shirt and tie blew my cover. The local said, Gladys, it looks like the church crowd's about to arrive. I simply went over to the corn and smiled. And when I went on to pay, Gladys said, so, 
where did you go to church? I said, I went to Doylestown Presbyterian. And she said, great, I, I, I go to Forest Grove. She said, now, didn't I hear that Doylestown's loving preacher they had for years re retired? Now they have one of those intern-type preachers. <laughs> and I said, they do. And she said, well, what do you think of them? And I said, well, my wife thinks he hung the moon. <laughs> and she said, I hope they like them and I like him. And I said, me too. <laughs> then as I was about to leave, she gave me a, a little smile and, and a little hug. And she said, God bless you and love you. That'll be $6 for the coin. <laughs> and I said, and God loves you. And God loves you, and you, and you, and you, and you. God loves you. But the lingering question is, what do you plan to do with that love? What difference does it make? What's it really mean? Well, you can answer that question in a lot of different ways. Surely it means that you are precious. That you are accepted by God at this very moment, just as you are, no strings attached. It means that you are beautiful in God's eyes. It means if there is ever a time that you get lost or wander away, God's love will find you and bring you back home again. It means that you are of such value that God sent his son to die on the cross even while we were yet sinners. It means that there is a love that will never let you go. Not today or tomorrow, that love will hold on to you for all eternity. But there is more. Scriptures say if we who are so loved by God, we ought to love one another. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm awfully glad it didn't say we have to like each other. I mean, some of God's wonderful children are a challenge for me. I love the story about George and Frank who always golfed together. But then one Saturday, George was sitting there and his wife said, George, it's Saturday. Aren't you supposed to be golfing with Frank? He said, we're not golfing anymore together. And she said, well, why not? He said, would, would you want to golf with someone that moves his ball, talks in the middle of your backswing, and cheats on his score? She said, of course not. He said, well, neither does Frank. <laughs> John Calvin, the great reformer, said, whatever a person is like does not matter. For we still love them because of God's love. Well, that word love gets thrown around a lot, and most of you know 
that there are at least four different ways that in the Greek language they tried to explain that love, which we just simply translate love. In his work, The Four Loves by C.S. Lewis, he took a shot at trying to describe from a Christian perspective what were the different nuances of this love. So here's a real quick Greek lesson this morning. Back to it's gonna be quick because it's all the Greek I really know. Storge, that's the kind of love that you have in your family, I hope, the love between a parent and a child. There's arrows, uh, kind of romantic, arrows from where we get the word erotic. There's philia, this friendship. We get the word Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love, unless you're a giant at an Eagles game. And then there's agape. Now we toss that word around a lot in the church. But I'd like to polish it for just a few moments with you this morning. You see, agape is a verb. Agape is selfless. Agape is other concerned. This kind of love is not dependent upon the attractiveness or quality of the one who needs to be loved. Agape. It is sacrificial love that we see poured out on the cross. Agape. Love in action, agape. We all know that word. That's why St. John said to us, Beloved, if God so loved us, then we ought to love one another. For God is love. And he, and we'll add she, who abide in that love, abide in God. And God abides in them. But here's the rub. This kind of love is not a la carte. We don't get to pick and choose. Now, I like all the cart in my life. I like to be in control, and I like to pick and choose. But you don't get to pick and choose. Agape love is not all the cart. It means that everyone we meet, we meet with respect, and show dignity and understanding. We refrain from being boastful and proud or rude or arrogant. This agape love is the love that comes from God. Last week, Mina said, when God sits in your heart. Friends, when God 
sits in our hearts. That's how we begin to show agape love. How to love one another. You see, there's no reason in my book to put up with some people except for the fact that God puts up with that in me. An unconditional love, for it is the love of God. Now, out on the front lawn, you have a sign, a banner. I guess it's been out there all summer. Do you remember what it says? It says, experience God's love through word and song, prayer and praise. Now, I almost tried to sneak out there the other day with a magic marker and write on it, and you can experience the love of God on the faces of the people you're going to meet inside. Beloved, says St. John, if we are so loved by God, then we ought to love one another. For God is love, and when we abide in that love, we abide in God, and God abides in us. Now lean on that for a moment. God can abide in your life. God can abide by the Spirit in your life. That's the promise of this scripture. God can abide in you, and God can abide in me. One of our staff members, and I'm not going to embarrass them by telling you it was Lene. <laughs> As I was kicking this around with her, she shared with me something she had been reading in her book for the Bible study that she's in. It's really a prayer from Paul to the church at Philippi, but the prayer really goes beyond. And it says, this is what every church ought to focus on. It's not the building. It's not the numbers. It's not how well-dressed the members are. It's not about all the things we schedule on our calendars. It's not about any of that. It's about a mature, Christ-enabling spirit in you. Christ-enabling spirit in you and in me and in Gladys. And when that happens, you will see miraculous things. 
And so I want to close with a story that's my favorite. Time before time, when the world was young, two brothers shared and worked a field together. One brother was married and had a wife and small children. The other brother was not. But they would arrive each morning together and they would work that field together from morning till night. And then at the end they would take all of the grain and they would divide it evenly between them. And each would carry it back to their own granary. But then one night, the one brother, the one who lived alone, said to himself, God, th this isn't fair that we divide the grain evenly. My, my brother has a family and children to feed. I only have myself. And so he went to his granary and he filled a big sack full of grain. And secretly in the night he went to his brother's granary and poured in the extra grain. And then, as you might imagine, the other brother said to himself, God, it isn't fair that we share the grain evenly. I have my family, I have my children who will care for me when I am old. My brother has no one. He needs to be putting some aside for himself when he is old. And so he went to his granary and filled up a sack of grain and in the darkness of the night carried it and poured it into his brother's granary. And each morning, they were astounded that somehow the grain had miraculously been replenished. And then, as you might well imagine, they bumped into each other one night. <laughs> and they looked at each other and they saw the sacks of grain. And they embraced. Legend says that is the spot where Solomon built his temple so that the temple, the church, this church will always be a place where we discover each other in love. Amen and amen. Thank you again for joining us today. Once again, I invite you to check out dtownpc.org for information about our worship and programming for all ages.